Coming to you live from the Republic of Texas and broadcasting around the world, this is the Max McGuire Show. This is our last chance to take this country back. That's true. Listen, it doesn't matter that Joe Biden is losing his mind. He still betrayed this country. Come on, man. So get ready, because the Max McGuire Show starts right now. Welcome back to another edition of the Max McGuire Show. Oh, oh, here we go. I fixed it. There I you. fixed it now. Now people should hear you. Okay, good. Check, check, check. Everyone can hear you. I'm pretty sure. One, two, one, two. One, two. Yes. Here we yeah. go. So, starting over. There he is. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Joining us on the show today is Mr. Josh Hammerling, producer Josh, um, my yeah. producer, my original producer on the Conservative Daily Podcast, with me on that show the longest. Welcome, Josh. Thanks for having me, man. It's it's nice to see that you're still doing what you'd like to do. Still fighting the good fight for conservatism on your own show. I like, uh, if people don't know, you put a book out. I know I'm already plugging that early. But <laughs> plugging it a little too early. It's <laughs> signed. So we need to make that happen. But yes. uh, Max sent me a few uh, pages to, to look at and I was reading and I was like, man, you put a really good book together. So, Well, thank <laughs> you. I, I, I wasn't going to plug it right away, but yeah, I do have a book. Link is in the description. Uh, <laughs> Those early plugs, man. You got to start early. I know. I know. You got to start early. You got to start early. Um, so everyone says that the audio is working now. Um, so, so Josh, you were my producer at Conserve Daily. You were taken off of the show. Probably the question I get the most about you is, uh, uh, is he really as sexy as he sounds? And oh, why yes. <laughs> and, and why was he no longer producing the show? And I know that you didn't want to talk about this because you were still technically working at the company. Um, but you are no longer working at the company. You were let go. So uh, if you're comfortable with it, why don't you explain how it is that you were um, relocated out of producing a conservative daily podcast and, and ultimately replaced with, uh, with Apollo and, and a couple others. Well, like anyone knows, if you're ever in a production or media or anything like that, uh, people watch the show, right? They do. And they don't always agree with what you may be saying. And when that happens, sometimes people go to measures that are a little crazy. And what I was starting to get was uh, not only death threats over the phone lines when people would call, I was... Um, I also got death threats at home. I actually had a car pull up when I was out on a walk and say, hi, producer Josh, we know where you live. And I had to file a police report. And that was probably the scariest thing that ended up happening because they, they knew where I lived. And, uh, you know, that, that just ended up being, I mean, that, that, that was terrifying. Some of the other problems I was running into is that drones were flying up to my back window. They were witnessed by my neighbors. So they were actually flying up to my uh, sliding glass door on the back. And it's kind of strange when you see a drone just fly up there and it's, it's pointed in your house, you know, and people are checking you out. My neighbor, Pat, who was on the show with us, remember Pat? He yeah, 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 the law walk, enforcement guy. He called, he walks over, he knocks on my door and he goes, hey man, there is a drone at your back door. In fact, he, he went out there to shoo it off, you know, as much as you can shoo off a drone or whatever. But yeah, like you got to watch out for this. I let a couple people know I had to file the police report. There was actually a cop that uh, ended up hanging out outside of my house for a little while for a few weeks after that happened, but it, it was scary. I mean, people genuinely were threatening my life and that was, that was really uncomfortable. Right. So, uh, and not for anything you were doing just for your association with the conservative daily podcast. Most likely. I mean, when someone makes statements that not everyone agrees with, if you can't get to the person that's making them, you usually go after the people that are close to them. Right. And that's sort of what people do. And I was worried, you know, it was going to continue. I was worried that you were going to start running into things too. Because, you know, we were all yeah. we were part of that group, right? You know, Joe obviously had his life threatened more than once. I mean, it, that happens more often than it should. And, you know, once it started with me, I, I was just kind of like, I've got to step back from this, you know. And then next thing I know, I'm training my replacements. That was so that. I remember when this went down because I started upgrading my own house's security. And yep. my wife's asking me, what, what's with all these cameras? Why are you installing these cameras? I didn't want to make her nervous or anything. I just said, oh, just just in case. Um, I, I remember, because you didn't want to leave the show. No, I you love just, the show. You, you just wanted to try and, let, let's see if we maybe tamp down some of the rhetoric 
that was that was when it was just first starting to be reported um the 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 violent rhetoric and stuff anyone who's watched conservative daily you know exactly how that has kind of evolved over the past year or two you just wanted to try and tamp down that rhetoric so that you didn't have to have to suffer these kinds of threats and instead of doing that you were taken off of the show training your replacements um we didn't have really any security in place. I mean, the studio where we were at, there was lack of security. There were people that actually would walk up to the window and look inside, and you would wonder, is this person just curious as to what's going on in that building, or are they looking in because they want to find us? I used to watch, you know, we used to park close outside, and some of the people's cars would actually be uh, zoomed over by drones out there. I mean, they would follow with drones. Somebody was definitely watching based on what was being said, and that's, if you've never had your life become to be watched by people like that and to see that it, it causes a genuine amount of fear. Oh yeah. I worry about my wife, you know, cause I'm, I'm one of those guys that's going to kind of be ready. You can kind of get an idea why, because we live in a world where we can protect yeah. ourselves. And I was like, what's going to happen to my family, right? What's going to happen to my house? I mean, uh, things start going through your head. Like, are they going to poison dogs and cats? Or are they going to set my house on fire? And you just don't know what crazy people are going to do. So I just asked for more safety at uh, the facility they kind of put up some curtains like that, and that that's kind of all that ended up happening. Then did any did anyone ever did anyone ever comment to you on whether or not they believe what you were saying? Not that I'm aware of. They just, I mean, I told them what was going on because if your life's genuinely being threatened, I mean, if you're a company and you don't do anything about it, you open yourself up to a lot of liability if something does end up happening to me, right? So yeah. I mean, First thing I did is I reported to our, our HR department there because I was like, man, listen, this stuff is scary. You know, if you guys yeah. don't, you'd be divorced from this because I'm, you know, nothing's worth your life. I don't care if it's a no, of course not. time show, millions of dollars, it doesn't matter. Nothing is worth your life. So that's pretty much what I told them. Well, I, I can tell you conversations that I had with people involved with Conservative Daily was that your claim should not be believed that what you were experiencing wasn't true. And uh, that, that is the impression that I got from what other people within the organization, because you technically weren't working for Conservative Daily. You're working for a quasi-sister company, a yeah. friendly company, um, and you're doing contract work for Conservative Daily. But the, the general gist was that you, what you were saying wasn't true, which I, I found very interesting at the time because everything you said was completely credible. And it was not all that different from what Joe said he was experiencing at the time, people coming to his house, threatening him, threatening his family. I, I just, I never understood why that was to be believed. And listen, if people are threatening people, then that obviously is terrible. But I never understood how it was believable in one instance, but it wasn't believable in another. Because as you said, you, you signed a police report. Absolutely. It's criminal if you're lying. Yeah, no, they... Uh, well, whoever may have been saying that, you weren't the one that experienced a car coming up to you with two people all dressed in black saying we know where you live, right? And to those people, whoever, I don't know who said it, I don't care who said it, that is not true. And it was a terrifying moment, and all of us were being harassed as far as I could tell. So uh, if that person says I'm lying, that's not true, they would be lying because it, it truly did happen. And I mean, I invested a lot of money into a security system and Lots of other things to make sure that I could watch what was going around my house 24-7. But it, yeah, it was absolutely true. You know, if I had to put my hand on the Bible and go to court and say so, I would describe the same event over and over and over. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of types in town. Colorado is a very blue state, right? And there's been a lot of crazy Antifa types that may have, at the time, been upset with what was going on and being said. So I can't point fingers. I don't know who did it, but it absolutely happened. And if you don't believe me, then they go to hell. I want to get into responding to the response because I, I, we went a little late because we were waiting for Conservative Daily to wrap up because Joe had kind of teased that he was going to respond to some of the things that I wrote on my, my telegram over the weekend. I want to get to that, but I, I, I also want to give you a chance to talk about how, how you left the company, the, the com which full disclosure, I'm a partner in the company. Um, pin business network. What do you want to say about that? Because as you've talked to me about it, it, it doesn't seem like it was handled correctly. It doesn't seem like seem like it was handled respectfully. 
for all, giving all of the, the service that you did to the company? Did well, for the company? first off, I'd like to say that I appreciated my time at Penn. They're a very nice group. I wish them the best and God bless them all. There's a lot of good people there. And um, I have a lot of friends that were there. That was probably the hardest part leaving is that I didn't get to see my friends every day because they end up becoming kind of like family when you're there. I've never been let go from a job where I did all the work I was tasked with doing, doing it very, very well, and doing such a good job that it caused a complete spinoff company to be created, to create, uh, help create a, uh, another channel that was completely monetized, another group of people that were uh, producing content about food, and it being one of the biggest and largest in the state of Colorado, and I was let go. So, and there were never any meetings or anything indicating that I had done anything wrong. It was purely a financial um, reason that I was let go. So hopefully they're making money and everybody still has jobs, but that's, you know, I hope the best for them. You know, you try not to be bitter and stuff like that, but they, you know, I always wish people the best. But I, yeah. you know, I felt like it was, it was, it was a bad decision, but it was their decision to make. Yeah. And you let you, you were let go right after me. Right. Or was it right before me? I mean, I'd say probably a week or two after. Yeah. So even though I quit, it still feels like I was forced out because I feel like I didn't have a choice, um, which I've talked about extensively on my telegram on the show about why I felt the need to leave. Um, yeah, it, it, it sucks. It, it sucks. And, I mean, and... I, I loved working there. I loved the people there. I, I loved helping with conservative daily, you know, it just ended up going to a direction that I couldn't follow, you know, for mental health and safety reasons. And, you know, I, I still every morning wishing I I could go in every day. I mean, I genuinely miss the people there, you know, from the top to the bottom, but what are you going to do now? I just got to move on. Yeah. And, And it's, it's so interesting because when you got removed from the conservative daily client, you had most of the same criticisms that I had that the show was starting to devolve more into conspiracy theories, less into fact-based reporting. Um, the rhetoric was starting to heat up to a level that w- that made everyone uncomfortable. Um, started bringing death threats on you. Um, so uh, obviously you saw it, you, you know, you recognized what was going to happen before I did. As I said over the weekend, my biggest regret was that I stayed as long as I did, and I gave legitimacy to that violent rhetoric. Um, I'm just thinking about, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, how much I'm allowed to talk about, but there were just so many meetings that you and I are in where topics were brought before us, and like, hey, we want to talk about this, and you and I are both like, what? Like, no, you can't say that. You can't just... You can't just accuse someone of doing that without any evidence. You can't just talk about this. This is obviously fake. It's obviously not true. And sometimes we, we won out. Other times we were overruled. Um, sure. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back about all of them. And it's just so crazy. And it kind of pisses me off that I waited as long as I did to leave. Because a, in hindsight, it's so obvious what was going to happen. There's a point where it left. Through political discourse, right? We had a, there was a show that was very good at talking about subject matter, debating it, trying to bring on guests, and talking about what was going on. It and it had good journalistic review and integrity done. And at some point, it just started kind of turning into like that Alex Jones sort of stuff, where it's just yeah. a little on the conspiracy side or entertainment. You know, a lot of stuff. It was entertainment. It's just you know, and we weren't in the business of. It being entertainers, you know, we were in the business of wanting true political discourse. So we could talk yeah. about the end of the day. That's what we were after. And that's how it started. I remember when we were just doing it on, you know, one day a week. Yeah. We're recording it and the subject matter was great. Then we went to, you know, every single day and we rocketed up the uh, the podcast ratings, right? I mean, yeah. it was beautiful. I mean, it was it was all kinds of great things. And then after a little bit of that that fame and everything starts popping up, suddenly I don't know. It's like that old saying, like, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Well, absolute fame corrupts absolutely. You start getting the weirdos contacting. You start getting fed information that may or may not be true. You start commenting on things you probably shouldn't. And the journalistic integrity just kind of fell to the wayside. 
which, you know, it doesn't bother me. What, what bothers me is, is that you got to decide what you are. Are you a political show or are you some sort of, you know, shock jock? Are you a shock jock? Yeah. yeah. I mean, is that what you want to do? And I don't care which ones those are. Just decide that you want to be that, right? Because you got to be prepared for what comes with that. You know, either you, you stick with the journalistic stuff and you have a great show that, that deals with that, or you've got this conspiracy theory show where you start getting some of the weirdos and then it starts pulling you in and then, you know, it yeah. that brings in lawsuits. It brings yeah. in all kinds of stuff that you don't want to deal with, you know? And, and listen, I, I don't hate Alex Jones. I think Alex no. Jones has done a lot of good things for the movement, for sure. He's always kind of pushed the boundary on what is true, what is suspected, and he's done it from an entertainment point of view. And, and there's been, yeah, yeah, there are, there are lawsuits against him where he's defending himself and saying that he's not reporting the news. That this he's not yeah. he is an entertainer, right? I mean, that's the defense. I don't think it's completely worked out well for him, um, but that's been his defense. That was never what I expected the Conservative Daily Podcast to be as someone who who started this on his living room couch. Yeah. Which is my cell phone. Which is my cell phone. Recording segments five minutes at a time because planes kept flying over my house and I had to stop recording when that happened. When I left Conservative Daily, I think this might even be the last thing I talked to Joe about. One of the last things I said to Joe is I warned him that if I wasn't going to be there anymore, which I wasn't, um, I warned him that he was going to be surrounded by yes-men. People who were just going to yes him to death. Um, people were just going to encourage him, egg him on, and that was going to get him into trouble. And that if he didn't have, if it's not going to be me, it had to be someone. He needs to have some kind of calming, mediating influence who would be willing to, to, to pump the brakes and stop him from getting into trouble. Because, listen, love Joe, hate Joe. He's his own worst enemy at times. And many of, many of these lawsuits against him are of his own creation. And I, I saw that warning literally play out just the other day where this Daily Beast reporter is now suing Joe, alleging that he called her a secret Nazi and accusing her of uh, being an accessory to murder for someone who isn't dead. I just read I mean, the story. It's shocking. Someone who isn't dead, he is alive. Yeah. And, and she's now suing him for defamation. And that happened shortly after I left. And I, I feel bad because if I was there and if you were there, this story would have come across our desk and we would have said, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, let's see if the guy's really dead. Yeah. Let's just see if we can verify. If he's dead, that's a big deal. But it's, it's pretty obvious no one did that. Um, no one did that. And they, and they went with it anyway. Um, and now he's being sued again. Um, I, I feel for him. And, and people say that I hate Joe. I don't hate Joe. No, I don't um, hate either. I, you don't hate Joe. And the fact that he just accused me of hating him or, or wishing ill will on him, it's very clear he didn't read what I put out over the weekend. Because if he did, he would have seen the part where I say, I'm not angry. I'm not bitter. I'm just incredibly, terribly disappointed. I mean, Josh, they had a guest on the other day. I forget the guy's name. I'll have to look it up. He claims to be a time traveler. A time-traveling QAnon guy. And they had him on. And the guy has had... There's crazy stuff. Crazy stuff involved. I was trying to read it. At one point, he was arrested in possession of a synthetic penis that's used to beat drug tests. So it's called the Wizenator. And basically, it's a synthetic... Don't show me the picture. I know, I'm not. It's a, it's a oh. synthetic member... That you I fill, I guess, I guess you fill it with someone else's pee mm -hmm. and then you use that to try and beat a drug test. So you don't have to pee in a cup. He was caught in possession of that. I mean, it's a weird guy. The time traveling bit, the wizenator bit, like if that came across my desk, I'd be like, okay, we, we can't have a guest who claims he's a QAnon time traveler. Like that just, that, that can't be what we are. And they had him on. And, and listen, as a producer, you got to sit there and just start asking questions like, so what's his background? What does he do? What has he ever been accused of something that's kind of off the wall? Has, has anybody done any research on the background? Does he have any crazy posts? Did you did you draw him on Facebook? Did you go to Google? Did you go to all the socials to see what this person's about? Which is generally what you want to do before you get a guest on. You know that's yeah. so. You know it's a basic vetting. Yeah, basic basic vetting, and and that's something that was always lacking, not not from me or your part, 
but everyone else in the organization, the basic vetting of, this, of figuring out what is true and what is not true. Because ultimately, when you have a, any kind of platform and you, and you have an audience, I mean, it reminds me of, I mean, this is cliche. It reminds me of the Spider-Man line. With great power comes great responsibility. We have the ability to destroy people's lives if we get it wrong. Or destroy your own. Or destroy your own. They will come after you. And as Joe has seen, they will try to see you. Joe, I, I absolutely am not better at Joe. He, he's a great person. There's times you want to hug this guy and you want to spend time with him because he is really cool and can be very charismatic. And there's times that you just want to pull out your hair because he just drives you a little batty with some of the things. So I just hope that he ends up getting this one taken care of, you know, and if I'm his producers at this point, I've got to like slow down a little bit and say, you know, is this something that we need to air? But that's up to them. And I wish them the best of luck. Yeah. I mean, th that's up to them and it's going to be up to them to figure this all out. Um, someone in the, in the comment section says, I'm acting like a dumped girlfriend. I, I don't see myself that way. Ooh. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be vengeful. I'm not trying to be angry. I'm not trying to be petty. I mean, what I posted, I sent, I sent it to you because I knew we were going to be talking about it so you could read it. Um, over the weekend, I called out the fact that Joe has been soliciting donations from people. And over the weekend, over the last week, he flew to Alaska to go on a bear hunt, which it sounds like he didn't pay for all of it, which is fine, right? But a bear hunt in Alaska is, I believe it's, the, it's one of, if not the, most expensive hunting excursion that you can have in the United States. Maybe there's other ones that are a little bit more expensive, but it's like 15 to 20 grand. And when you're not a non-resident, you have to have a guided hunt. They don't just let non-residents wander in the woods. So guided hunts cost 15 to 20 grand. Easy. Depending, depending on the species, the bear tag itself will cost between 450 and $1,000. Uh, that's not including, I think it's around $300 for the fishing and hunting permit for a non-resident. Airfares, over $1,000. I mean, this is expensive stuff. Right. It's, it's a very expensive trip. And, and Joe mentioned at the end that I accused him of, of living in a five star hotel. I, I didn't. I just said it's a very extravagant trip. Going on a guided bear in Alaska is a very extravagant trip, especially when you are soliciting donations from people for your legal defense. And what I put out is, is the same thing I talk about when I talk about Planned Parenthood's funding, which is big because it's in the news today. When they get funding for one thing, as soon as they, they put it in the account, even if the funding that they get explicitly prohibits them from using it on abortion, money is what's called fungible. Once it hits your account, once it, hit, it hits your account, it, it can go anywhere, right? <clears throat> and even if you don't use it for the bad purposes, that frees up funds that you can use because you're not paying for the thing that's being funded. The, the example I always use, which I posted on Telegram, is if... There, say you have a 20-something-year-old kid who's strapped for cash and says, Mom, Dad, I need $500 to pay the rent or I'm going to get evicted. The mom and dad pay his rent. Well, then he says, oh, well, this is great. I don't have to pay rent myself. I have a few hundred bucks in my account. I'm going to go buy a big screen TV. Well, when the parents show up at the apartment and see the brand new TV, they hit the roof and they say, what are you doing? You used our money for rent, for, for the TV. And the kid says, no, technically I didn't. I use your money on the rent. And I use my money on the TV. So technically, there's no funny business. Like, like technically, the money they gave him didn't go to the TV, but it freed up resources to allow other things to happen. And my whole point was that if you're going to put your hat out, if you put your hand out and solicit, I think over the weekend, it was upwards of $91,000. Um, $91,000 that he has gathered on Give, Send, Go to help with his legal defense. If you're going to collect $91,000, you have an obligation at least to avoid the appearance of impropriety, right? And, and the only reason I brought this up is because people were talking to me and feeling like they were cheated. Say, I donated to it. I can't believe, I can't believe he's, he's off in Alaska hunting bears. People who knew how expensive that kind of trip is, say, I can't believe he did this. I just donated to him last week when he asked for money. And I'm thinking, I'm just thinking about all the other things I know Joe has bought in the last year. I mean, he just bought a house in Texas. What a house. I think it was like half a million dollars. It's a, it's a, it's a hundred. And listen, I'm not some Bernie Sanders curmudgeon. 
I like people being able to buy nice things. If you have money, buy nice things, more power to you, right? But oh, if I you like nice things. Yeah. But if you have your hand out, your your hat out asking for donations, it just comes across as hypocritical to me. It comes across as hypocritical to me to continue to have this extravagant life, lifestyle, to remodel your house, to get a new patio, to buy snowmobiles, to go on this trip to Alaska. And I, and I get it. He has every right to do what he wants to do. And it's not, nothing's illegal about what he did. It's, it rubs me the wrong way because I see this so often in what, what I'm, what I'm sure other people have coined it, but the Patriot community, the P-A-Y, Patriot community. Every influencer has their hand out asking for donations. I mean, I was just listening to their show and they brought up another influencer who they said, go check him out and his stuff is hidden behind a paywall. I want a paywall. I want. I, want a, <laughs> I thought. I, I thought about doing a donation button, but I, I thought it wasn't. It wasn't right. Um, I put. Right. I put. I put out a book. If people want to buy the book, I'll make a help. couple bucks. I'll get my kid a happy meal. Whatever. Um, I, it just doesn't seem right to me. And it doesn't seem right. And to get that much money, especially, especially when some of his biggest legal expenses are stemming from the fact that he just didn't show up. The depositions. I mean, it, it's one thing if he's just if if it's just how the case is going, but he got he got hit with I think it was thirty one, thirty two, thirty three thousand dollars of sanctions for blowing off a deposition. I'm sorry if if you're gonna do that, you can't go on an extravagant hunting trip. I'm sorry, well, you, you can't have an extravagant job. lifestyle. You if you're gonna solicit donations, you have to at least to avoid the appearance of impropriety try and 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 live within your means i've always been a big fan of transparency if you're going to ask for something show that you spend it on what you say you're going to spend it on that's all i ask for in anybody that I, I donate to right you know just be transparent show us that way you know it you know or at least just report this is what i spent this money on right yeah and, and, and here's the deal I'm a f I, I will give a full-throated defense of Citizens United. I think Citizens United is an important Supreme Court decision that ensures that we all have the right to engage in political speech, even if it costs money. So I'm not going to be someone who, who criticizes anyone for engaging in paid political speech or accepting political donations. But it's never been like this. When you donated to a campaign, you donate to the candidate and their campaign committee, to a PAC, or to an organization. And there was a Ooh, money trail. Oh, you, you hear? Yeah, I hear you now. You hit a uh, button. And no, you I, a I, dude, what's going I know, on? I know, I know. So it, it would always be that when you donate money to a political campaign, there was a paper trail. And if that money was mishandled, there would be accountability, right? Either, either through FEC fines or FEC sanctions or legally, if it's really, really bad. What we see now in the conservative movement, which is what it, it, it scares the hell out of me. It scares the hell out of me because political donations aren't going into PACs or campaigns or organizations where there's a money trail and there's accountability. They're being funneled into people's private bank accounts through Give, Send, Go, right? Through GoFundMe, things like that. And it opens up the door for money to be mishandled or at least for there to be the appearance of impropriety, which is, what it, which is I mean, that alone, that alone should give people pause. So I commented on that. I commented on it that I, I thought it was hypocritical. Um, I commented over the weekend about how I, I at, at the time and every time he did it, I objected to the fact that Joe was pushing FEC United and his private legal defense fund on conservative daily. Um, one, I would get criticized for not driving enough revenue while he's driving revenue elsewhere. Um, but, but two, I thought that there was an ethical problem with it because not everyone understood that these were different organizations. Not everyone understood that FEC was technically not conservative daily. A lot of people thought that if you donate to one, it was the equivalent of donating to the other. And a lot of these people, a lot of people who donated were on fixed income. So I, I felt like it was, it was not right to do that. Uh, so I, I talked about that over the weekend. I, I just said, listen, it's uh, combine that with the violent rhetoric that, that he's come out with. I, I, I can't be a part of it anymore. And it's not just that I can't be a part of it. Lots of people are saying, oh, Max, just move on. Just move on. Just let it go. I would love to let it go. The issue I see with it is 
this patriot, P-A-Y, patriot movement, I believe is the biggest threat to conservatism exists today. I think it is a bigger threat than leftism. I think it's a bigger threat than liberalism because it threatens to bring us down from the inside. And we all know what it felt like to watch the GOP raise tens of millions of dollars to fight election fraud and never spend one penny doing it. Right? We all, we all remember what that felt like. We are in for a massive, massive letdown. And I fear that if this isn't, if, if there are no checks and balances and people are going to be continuing to solicit donations and there's no, not going to be any accountability for it, I think it's going to turn off a lot of people. Um, kind of reminds me of what, uh, the Affordable Care Act, when we gave a bunch of money to uh, the Republicans to try to knock that down when they had full yeah. control of the House and Senate and they didn't do anything, right? Yeah. You know. It drives me nuts that a lot of the, the GOP doesn't do what we ask them to do. And, you know, the idea is maybe start a third party, but all that does is siphon votes away from whatever side that you're trying to attack. So uh, the GOP needs to do some soul searching, especially for that, and maybe have some transparency on how they, they um, spend all that money. Transparency. Yeah. All I want. Yeah. And the, the other side of it is that I... I, it's not just the donation part. I mean, the donation part, the money part, that has the ability to really damage the conservative movement long term, right? If enough people get cheated or swindled and they give up with donating to political causes, that's going to hurt the conservative movement tremendously because there are legitimate organizations out there to donate to. And when Conservative Daily was focused, Conservative Daily was one of the best organizations to donate to because we were focused. We were focused on specific issues and we were accomplishing things. That focus has 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 gone. Um, I haven't seen the focus. I, I tune in every now and then. I read the facts blast every now and then. The focus isn't there. I, I hope they find it because Conservative Daily, when again, when it's focused, can be an incredible source for good. But without that focus... I, I don't know what the money goes to. I don't, I don't know what the money goes to. But beyond the money, there's also the rhetoric part. And this is one of the reasons that you kind of forced their hand to, get, to move you off of the account because you said you weren't comfortable working in an environment where people were, your coworkers were calling for the deaths of politicians. I don't know if it was when you were still there, but doing things like advocating for people to be dragged behind their cars until their limbs fall off, knocking their teeth out. It's not the kind of rhetoric that we come to expect from the conservative movement. No, it was a little different than what had been there before. So, yeah, I, I never want to advocate violence in any way. So, at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I don't know. Uh, it, it just makes me all, so uncomfortable to even have to talk about this. This shouldn't even be a thing. Right. We, we shouldn't have leaders in our community talking about killing other people. I mean, it really makes me uncomfortable. And the whole bit with the south side of heaven, I'm sorry, there's no south side of heaven. I mean, that's hell. It's <laughs> if, if, if you die and you show up at the south side of heaven, run as fast as you can, because it doesn't exist. There's, there's no second gate into heaven. So... Hey, man, what are you going to do? You know, I mean, yeah, just to move on, right? Well, that, that's the other thing. I, I can't move on. And it's not me trying. I don't I, again, I don't hate anyone over there. I don't think there's anyone left I, who's a conservative I, anymore. I don't think the name conservative daily applies anymore. Um, I don't hate anyone over there. Right. But I'm, I'm, I'm terribly disappointed. I'm terribly disappointed because I know what Conservative Daily's potential can be. And yeah, sure, it's on me, I left. I get that. But I know what the potential can be, and I know it is not reaching its potential. And when I see where money is being funneled, it, it pisses me off. They're an incredibly talented group. I hope them the best. Hope them the best. And that's really all we can do these days. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna uh, when I, when I when I see something that I think is is truly wrong when I see th see something that just and I was surprised I was the only one talking about it. Right, I I was surprised I was the only one who brought it up. I, I'm going to continue to talk about things, and it's not me trying to sabotage Conservative Daily. It's not me trying to sabotage Joe. I mean, I have probably half a dozen 
emails in my inbox from attorneys and journalists who want to talk to me. And I'm not running over to talk to them. Like if I really hated Joe, I'd, I'd be in Austin right now sitting in front of Eric Hoomer's attorneys. I don't hate Joe, right? But at the same time, as a conservative, as someone who's dedicated my adult life to this movement, I can't stay silent when I see grifts, when I see inspiratorial discussions. I just can't stay quiet because I see what's happening to the organization that, yeah, I spent eight years building and it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Josh is over here like, it doesn't break my heart that much. <laughs> it does. I, I, you know, when you spend your time with all those guys, they're a fun group. I really miss them. Yeah. I do. I do. I miss yeah. the good. I mean, there was always bad. There were some bad times. There was weird times. And I miss the guys. I hope they're all doing well. Yeah. People saying that they're praying the ashes prayer is answered. I didn't get to hear the prayer. I guess I'm going to have to go and listen to it. Um, more people in the comment section say I need to stop badmouthing Joe. I'm not trying to badmouth Joe, but listen, if if pe people have no business being in this space if they can't take legitimate criticism for their actions. I mean, am I really supposed to believe that Joe Oltman has such a thin skin that it's some egregious violation to ask a question of why is he going on a big vacation if he's just collected $91,000? I mean, come on. No one's skin is that thin. And I get people are rising to his defense. I get that. But I get the feeling that most people are rising to his defense because they know that my criticism rings true. And they know that there are legitimate parts of the criticism. And I know that they, <laughs> I mean, that, that if, if it was nothing, if I was just a liar, as everyone's claiming, then there'd be no need to even be trolling my comment section. <laughs> I mean, you'd, you'd all be doing something else. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it, it breaks my heart, but I'll be damned if I allow the, the movement, the conservative movement that I spent my adult life building and advancing, I, I will be damned if it gets destroyed or harmed by people claiming to be conservatives who are not actually conservatives. Like, like that is, to me, that is the biggest of sins. Not the money, not the violence. That's all terrible but pretending to be conservative. I mean, is that something you noticed? With what? Well, towards the end, I felt like I was the only one who was actually conservative left in the building. Well, I think conservatism itself has been changing over the past couple of years. I think the entire movement has not been able to define itself like it had been, right? Because for the most part, conservatism, let's say, post Reagan, right, was anti-abortion, small government, lower taxes, um, strong borders, all of that stuff. And it seems to be that there's been a, a real funging of the of, of true conservative beliefs, right? Some of the liberalism has crept into it, you know, especially when it came to like part of the abortion issue, right, that, you know, some people who are conservative now are kind of like, well, a woman does have a right to choose. Or, you know, part of the social programs, right? Everybody does want someone to be helped, like COVID really affected that, right? Because there were people who were out of work and then suddenly you've got conservatives saying, yeah, these people will need help, right? And then suddenly you see a rise of big government again and people back on the government teeth, as it were. So like being a true conservative has completely changed, you know? And you've got a whole new generation of people that are coming in from college who are calling themselves conservative who don't even know how to define themselves as being conservative. I mean, if we were to go to a man on the street and we were to ask... Um, what does it mean to be conservative to you? And we ask 10 people, we're probably going to get 20 answers. And that, that's, that's, that's a legitimate statement because yeah. no one knows how to define it. But if you ask someone, what does it mean to be liberal? I mean, their, their army is, is oh, yeah. completely like on the same page and the, their side of the aisle is all lock and step. And, you know, how many uh, Republicans do you have that are, you know, taking money from China who were Republicans? who were supposedly holding yeah. up conservative views and yet, you know, they're, they're making legislation that helps other countries. I mean, it conservatism, I, you know, I, no, I get, I get, you. there's lots of ways to, there's lots of ways to define it. I'm not someone who is going to say that there's a such thing as a true conservative. 
First of all, that is a logical fallacy. It's called the no true Scotsman fallacy. Um, basically, um, well, people look it up, but it's a no true Scotsman fallacy. The idea that even if they check off 99 out of 100 boxes, you can still find something that they don't do right. And you say, oh, well, they're not a true Scot a true server, not a true Scotsman. The issue I have is that there were so many individual policy issues that I noticed I was the only one espousing the positions that Conservative Daily had held since before I even got there in 2013. I mean, issues like pro-life, I watched the show today. That, made, that was so uncomfortable to watch because I, I don't know Ash. I, I don't know her, right? She started the show with a dig on me, which is fine. That, that's cool. Saying that the last time she watched an abortion show on Conservative Daily, she was chomping the bit to provide a woman's take on the issue. That's fine. That's fine. Um, Joe is not as pro-life as I am. He's not. And that's fine. He has every right to his opinions. But he always used to be that. He always used to agree that life begins at conception. I mean, that was one of the episodes. I'm not going to play the clip. I posted it on my Telegram where I was talking about life begins at conception. If, if the child is a living human being, then killing that child is murder. He said, yeah, it's murder, but there needs to be a standard. You should keep it legal at five, six, seven, whatever number of weeks. I, I look at that. And I said, I, 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 I can't agree with someone who says that it's murder and then signs off on murdering children as long as it's before a certain part in gestation. I mean, things like that, things like Joe supporting or advocate for the use of red flag laws in one specific shooting, I believe it was in, in Boulder. He advocated the use of a red flag law, which to me, that's a, that's a big no-no. That was the episode I remember you two really got yeah. that one. And I mean, I'm not a fan of any red flag laws. I mean, no. I don't think the government has a right to come in and just say, I think you're going to do this or like some sort of pre-crime. We're going to take your guns away. Yeah, It just, it just opens up more government power to taking what, you know, just taking your freedoms yeah. away. And, and I, I, I tried to tee it up for him because Joe owns a gun store. I was like, okay, you support the Second Amendment. Here, tee it up. And when he came out supporting and saying they should have used a red flag law to stop a shooting from happening, I'm like, whoa, what? We just spent how many years fighting against this? I mean, there's other, I mean, you, you were definitely there when we had the, the episode um, about, uh, what was it? About uh, systemic racism. I mean, that shocked me. Yeah, that said, was... I thought you two were actually going to strangle each other through the monitors at one point. And Joe wasn't even on camera then. He was using a pseudonym. Yeah. And he's claiming yeah. that systemic racism exists. I'm just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. People say, oh, you're bashing him. I'm, I'm not bashing him. I just, I'm pointing out things that a lot of people don't know. And this show, yeah, sure, it's still called Conservative Daily. Listen, I've been watching. I haven't seen a lot of conservatism. I haven't I really watched it all. <laughs> Josh, is, Josh is just, well, Josh, you are out on your own now. And mm -hmm. After, so I said the first two things that people always ask me about you. They always ask, are you as sexy as you sound on, on the air? Um, why are you no longer producing? And the other thing people always ask me for was, can Josh record something for them? Yes, that I can do. Absolutely. And I don't care what it is. I mean, if you want like little <laughs> sweet nothings whispered into a phone or phone trees, stuff like that, Max went ahead and shared my uh, voices profile with you if you want. The and that's in the description. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cheap plug right there. I mean, <laughs> that's the way we do it. But yeah, there's a, I mean, I, I like doing those sort of things. You know, once you, once you're in the media world and you've done production and stuff like that and you're a voiceover artist, you know, I'm, I've moved on. So yeah, I'm, I'm in it for myself now. So if you guys need any, anything like that, you know, you know where to get a hold of me. Yes. Voices.com. Voices.com. Mom said that I'm pretty cute. <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. She did. Which, you know, I was like, let's, I don't know how to handle this, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah. My, my mom is a big Josh fan. You can go to voices.com forward slash profile forward slash Joshua hyphen hammerling. If you want to hire Josh to do some voiceover work for you again, he can do your voicemail greeting. He yeah. did. He did the intro to my show, which I haven't gotten an invoice for that, but I imagine it's coming. <laughs> you know, uh... Right. It, it, if if you want if you want some music, 
if you want some music to to announce your entrance into a room, uh, yeah, you know, let's get ready to rumble. Give you a little we'll bit of that. Hey, parties, we'll do bar, yeah. mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs, whatever it is. You know, I'll I'll, I'll DJ, I'll VO. It doesn't matter. <laughs> when it comes to that stuff. I'm a for lack of a better word, I'm a whore. <laughs> That's what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah, what well, you're a voice for hire. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I'll do that for money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a voice for hire. So anyone who wants to hire Josh, voices.com forward slash profile forward slash Josh hyphen hammerling. You also have a Fiverr account, which is going to be coming up soon. So yeah. I'll make sure I put that out um, when it comes. Um, but, you know, I, I wish you nothing but success. I think you have a great, you have a voice for radio and you have a face for television. My friend. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's the opposite. You know, when I was around the other guys, they always told me that uh, I had a face <laughs> so, doesn't matter though that'll be fun before, hey, we before should I... some some parody songs you know i'm thinking that's what we need to do next i have them lined up that was something i always wanted to do that was something i always wanted to do when i was at conserve daily and it never really got to happen right. uh i have a couple i've been i've been writing up covers right. covers yeah um, the one the one that i'm working on is uh it's house of the rising sun but instead of instead of in New Orleans, there is a house in Delaware, and just talk about all the crazy stuff that happens in Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's houses. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. I, I I find the time. There's not there's never enough hours in the day. Uh, but no, I used to being fake news for the Hunter laptop thing, and then suddenly everyone's like, "Oh yeah, that was real." Yeah, you know, or that that whole thing is just got nuclear explosion written all over it pardon the parlance on that one. Oh yeah oh for sure before, before i let you go i, I want to get your take on the supreme court leak i'm gonna go live later today yeah with a full deep dive into it didn't want it because we scheduled you to come on today i didn't want to bump you that would be really really rude. not that important you, could, <laughs> you <could bump> me. <laughs> you would <laughs> i didn't want to bump you but i, I want to get your your take on it because I, I'm still wrapping my head around it because it's just it's never happened. You've never seen the Supreme Court leak something like this, a draft specifically to try and get public opinion to influence the court's outcome. I've never What's been your take on it. So I've never heard of a leak at all like that. So this is an unprecedented move by whoever leaked it. Right. This is something that is unique in the history of the Supreme Court, which is terrifying because. That shouldn't be happening with all of your clerks. Sorry, my my cat's trying to join. Sorry. That's okay. My <laughs> dogs are barking downstairs now. So that right there already disturbed him, right? Because I don't care what your political persuasion is. You should never, ever, ever leak anything out of Supreme Court. It is one of the three branches of our government for a reason, right? That is first off. Uh, the next one is, is that the Democrats already came out trying to delegitimize all of the um, conservative justices based on this leak. Right. So now that becomes some sort of yeah. fun for the, the media start going after them. That way they can delegitimize the court, maybe add five or six more individuals that they can appoint themselves. Right. I mean, this would be one of the reasons they could go in that direction with it. Uh, the next part is, is that it shows you that Supreme Court rulings are not legislation. Only legislators can create laws, which has terrified Democrats for years. Right. Because if they were really, really um, gung-ho on the issue of abortion, they would have just passed a yeah. abortion law over the past 50 years to make yeah. sure that it became a law. But they just use it as a political tool for votes. That is all it's ever been to the Democratic Party, right? And maybe the Republicans use it on their side to say, hey, we're against it. You know, it, it's always been that way. And I think it finally shows you that how terrified the Dems are over Supreme Court actually knocking down the things that are actually unconstitutional because when it comes to the argument uh for abortion i always go to the uh you know if a, a murderer kills a woman who's pregnant he gets charged twice right yeah. he gets charged for the murder of the baby the unborn child and the mother so is an unborn child a life and in that instance the answer is yes but that changes the moment that the choice comes to the mother right so by that reasoning would the mother then be liable for murder of an abortion and I'm not taking a stance on it. I'm just saying that there's no consistency yeah. on that issue. And Dems are really starting to see that this is going to be some, I mean, this is, this is going to be ground shaking, right? Yeah. Because now the state 
and the state should be truly in charge of their decisions when it comes to that. I've always tried to err towards the states being the ones that cat. The states are the ones that are in charge of this, determining what goes on. She will not um, leave me alone, Bill, and she'll not be all kinds of bad. So yeah, there's my cat. Yeah. She's over the show. Yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean there are states that never overturned their pre Roe versus Wade no. abortion bans. No. So if if this draft ruling holds firm, which we don't know it will, right? Because what this shows is that a preliminary vote showed that there were five votes to overturn versus Wade. Alito was assigned to write the opinion. He wrote the opinion. We do not know if that draft got the approval of the other four who said they would side with him. If, if they have anything they want to add, it'll get added. If they say, oh, we don't want this in it, then they will withhold their vote until it gets changed. That's something that infamously happened with the 2008 case of Heller versus DC. Um, you had Anthony Kennedy deliberately adding kind of poison pills into that ruling to yeah. make sure that it couldn't be used to, to uh, promote other gun policies. We don't know if it's going to hold true, but if it does, and Roe versus Wade is returned, I think it's something like 15, 16 states, states have pre-Roe laws that would immediately go back into effect. I think there's another 10 states that have snap ba- uh, that have uh, trigger laws that would yep. go into effect if Roe versus Wade is triggered. And I know that Florida is considering passing legislation. South Dakota is considering passing legislation. We're not considering they're planning to. I mean, you're going to probably have a situation where half the country, at least, does not allow for abortion. And they're going to claim that, oh, people are being killed. Women are going to die. Texas has banned most abortions for better part of a year there's yeah. not been one death attributed to that but it has saved countless countless lives lives so what you, um what do you think is going to happen when it no longer becomes a voting issue i mean how do you see this playing out long term five years from now ten years from now because now it comes down to state legislatures right governors figuring out or vetoing bills so it, i mean is this going to be a more of a national issue moving forward is it going to be more of a state I mean, what's your take on all of that? Because I think it's going to have sweeping changes for. Yeah. It, it will at, at the state level. Here's an example. Michigan has a ban on abortion that predates Roe versus Wade that was never overturned. Whoa. So Michigan, I mean, it, we're not just talking Alabama, Mississippi, like Louisiana. No, there are laws that are technically still on the books. I, I think Michigan was what, obviously it's the farthest north. It's right up against Canada. <laughs> but um, that was the one that jumped out to me. I said, oh, wow. Do they have the votes in the legislature to overturn that? Well, there's a republic. I think at least one of the branches is Republican because they were going up against um, one, one of the one of the chambers in the legislature is Republican controlled because they were going up against um, Gretchen. Whitmer. I don't know. I don't know. I know you're probably going to see California has a bill AB 2223, which there's a link in the description if anyone wants help stop that with an organization I'm working with to stop that law. That would that would provide a legal, a criminal and civil shield for women who kill their child in the first four weeks of the child's life and can blame it on a pregnancy-related cause. So if they have postpartum depression and they kill their child, technically, the way AB 2223 is written, they could not be prosecuted for it. Whoa. Yeah. It's evil. Evil stuff. All right. So you're going to start seeing things like that coming out. Colorado passed a a really radical one. Um, uh, Maryland is working on one. New York is working on one. No, it's it's going to get bad. You're also going to see Democrats trying to ram through a nationwide abortion bill. Absolutely. Before they lose seats in the midterms. Absolutely. And in, in order to do that, they either need 10 Republicans to jump ship and vote with them. Might not or, be hard. What? Might not be hard for them to get that 10. It might. Or they need to abolish the filibuster and ram it through. That's going to be a crazy showdown in Washington. Plus, here in Colorado, I mean, I'm sure the legislation would move like instantly. Oh, yeah. Or they keep it. Oh, the next yeah. question, I know you're trying to kick me off your show. No, no, no. We, we, I, 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 don't have, I have time. Okay, cool. so, <laughs> what I, thought of- the, I thought your cat was trying to kick you off. No, my cat is still <laughs> sitting here trying to take over the scene, and she's driving me a little batty, but uh, she hears voices and nobody's talking to her. So the person that leaked the document, 
Mm-hmm. Once they find out, and they will find out who it is, because I'm fairly certain they will find out, what kind of charges are they going to face? Is that a felony offense? Well, and is was, that a felony offense if it was charged, a paper doc. Biden's going to mute the sentence or pardon? It, right? was, a paper, it was a paper document, because if you look at the Politico PDF, yeah. it's, all, it's tilted just a little bit. So it was scanned. So it's someone who had a paper version of it, which so they, it, they keep this under lock and key. Yeah, so it had to happen at the office then. They, or well, they, they could have they gotten hacked and someone could have printed it, but the fact that it was given to Politico in a printed out form, yeah. as, as opposed to just being emailed over or given on a flash drive, that tells me it, it likely came from a staffer. I don't think a justice would do it. I think even the most radical ones Yikes. wouldn't go that far. Um, I, I, I think it was a staffer and, and all the lot, lots of the people who are more, um, more up to date with this are pointing at Sotomayor because she seems to have some of the more radical staffers, but I mean, Ketanji Brown Jackson is there for what, less than a month. Yeah. So it, it has its it, first leak now that I'm accusing her. It's yeah. Just, now that we're accusing, I mean, but the first time this has ever happened and it's right after a new justice gets added to the bench. Might want to also look there, too. <laughs> yeah, and who investigates that? Is the marshal for the court? Is that the one that um, ends up running the investigation? The marshal of the court, yeah. Because this is yeah. all stuff that people are going to be learning about, that there's an actual marshal that is part of the Supreme Court, how they actually investigate these sort of things. So it's uh, going to be a whole new educational foray for people learning about the Supreme Court. And, I mean... I have a lot. I, I don't have very good confidence in the staffers, you know, that if that's happening and you just happen to disagree, what happens with every other decision that they're going to have right down the road? Yeah. Uh, Second Amendment stuff that it comes out and uh, big, you know. big case coming uh, New York, New York, New York Rifle and Pistol Association versus uh, Bruner, I think. Yeah. Roin, uh, I forget the actual name of it. Um, challenging whether New York can just have a de facto ban on concealed carry. See? So that's coming. Right? So there are going to be lots of these. I don't know how the Supreme Court recovers from this. I don't. And lots of people saying, well, it's not about the leak. It's about what was leaked. No. This was leaked specifically to try and get public opinion to change an outcome. Absolutely. And to pressure justices to change their decision. Because they've already kind of come to these decisions and that they're they're drafting these things to make sure that the message is right. And it gets reviewed and reviewed, yeah. reviewed before it gets sent out. So they already know where they're at on it. You know, even though the court itself is saying, no, 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 that's not the case. And then that just goes to further delegitimize what they do, right? I mean, but they already know which way they're going to rule on that and to have somebody report that. I mean, they are, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there goes one of my lights. Uh, battery-powered lights. That's, that's uh, it. I hear semi-sonics closing time playing in the background. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, how, how do you have a Supreme Court that functions if this can be held, if they can hold this gun to the court's head? Because, like, we saw last night, the protests are going to get worse. They're going to get awfully peaceful, Josh. These protests are, are going to get very peaceful in coming days. Probably, oh, really? more, probably more peaceful than the summer of love last year. Uh, that would be my guess. Right. If Seattle was burning back in the day over some of the, the other stuff that was going on, imagine what happens in all the big liberal cities when they knock down Roe versus Wade. It will be... Yeah. Our society is held together by a string. I don't care what people say. I mean, it, it, the whole reason the system works is that we all participate. Yes. Right? And the time that people stop participating, that is when you're going to see things get really, really hairy really, really fast. Yes. You better have... You better be ready. Yeah. You're going to have two people on two sides of the issue, and we can barely agree on what the age of adult is versus what's not an adult. How are we going to come to agreement on what is a life and what's not? We can't agree on anything. We know. So. Yeah. No, I mean, I I am very nervous. I'm nervous that there are going to be threats made against these justices. Oh, yeah. And and that they're going to cave and waffle. I mean, we all like to think that we would hold the line. Um, It's not as easy to do that, right? You muted yourself. Uh, Oh, 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 you losing me? I did. Sorry. You hear me now? Yeah. Okay, good. It's just a a little bit of the interwebs. 
Um, I'm nervous that this is going to get altered, that, that the five conservative justices, at least one of them is going to say, whoa, 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 the pushback's too intense. Right. That, that legitimately worries me. Mm -hmm. I'm also worried that the Republicans who for the longest time have claimed to be pro-life but have never done anything to protect the unborn are now going to show their true colors and they're going to help Democrats legalize abortion nationwide. And this is right before the, the yeah. before November. So everybody's right the midterms. life on the line too. That's yeah. good. See what this November brings, man. I, mm. And this is going to go down everything to your local county up to uh, House and Senate. Yeah. It, it's going to be it's going to be everything because this is literally it now goes back to the states it now goes back to localities if this draft ruling stays the way it was revealed to us last night um we'll have to see i mean it, it was written february 10th so oh, yeah so <laughs> this is probably being released to us now in draft form because the final version is probably about to get released i mean when are they going to report that when do they when would they report that? I think they have to do it by the end of June. June? Oh, I'm yeah, thinking. So, so the term goes into June. They uh, can stay longer if they need to. Um, but the fact that this was written back in February 10th tells me it's probably not going to go until late June. We're probably going to see this in May. So what happens if it wasn't a staffer that released it and it was actually a justice? Oh, if it's actually a justice. I, I mean, what does that I mean? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean. Anybody, I'm just saying they, that possibility, right? There are no... I don't even know if there are laws about this because it's just something that has just went without saying, right? I don't even know if there are laws to punish this. Obviously, the Congress and the Senate could impeach and convict a judge for an ethical violation like that. Um, you, All right. I mean, it'd be like a Nixon moment. Yeah. Resign, right? Resign right now. But the damage is done. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could have, you could have um, the rest of the justices kind of bullying them. And I mean, it, it's nice being a Supreme Court justice, but if you're implicating a leak like that, guess what? You're probably never going to be tasked with writing an opinion ever again. You'll be disbarred. I mean, you will well, be disbarred, but even if you hold the seat, right? Yeah. yeah. You'll probably never be given the, the ability to write a decision. So you will never have decisions under your name ever again. You'd be a justice in name only. You'd never have a, 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 a jurisprudential legacy. There's lots of capital, but it's uncharted territory. Like so many things going on in this country, it is uncharted territory. We have no idea what's going to happen because this has never happened before. But it tells you how terrified the other side is that they would even consider this, let alone do it. Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi came out hard. Yeah. Really well, no, they're staffers. All the they, they were asleep. Yeah. They were asleep. <laughs> I don't think Pelosi realized what was going on. Yeah. And Joe Biden, I'm pretty sure he's just trying to figure out what he's going to have for breakfast. Yeah, that, that's a that's a tough ask. It is, you know, it's a tough ask. I need my shippy cut. <laughs> well, Josh, I, I want to thank you so much for being on. It, it's yeah. been great talking to you. I know everyone loves your voice. Um, they haven't gotten to see a ton of you on camera, so thank you so much for coming on and talking with me. Um, it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, man. And, uh, good. Yeah, and less of me is always better. <laughs> but if <you> <laughs> and one more time, if you want to hire Josh to record anything audio for you it can be anything it can be your doorbell it can be your no job too small yeah no job is too small <laughs> no topic is off let's right and if you haven't bought a book on the second amendment oh jeez he's plugging my book more than i am why yes. not yes my book is available on amazon the conservative's guide to winning every gun control arc it will soon be on barnes and noble as well they are processing it i know a lot of people don't want to support amazon so it will be on Barnes and Noble either today or tomorrow. That. Where's my signed copy? That's all oh, I'm saying. I gotta get it to you. Either That's you gotta come I here. I, I ordered a bunch of copies. I'll send you one. I'll send you one. Absolutely. So I'll send you one. You gotta make that happen, man. We do. we do. We do. Well well thank you so much, Josh, for coming on. I yeah. really do appreciate it. Um say hi to your wife for me. Absolutely. Tell the wife and kids that I miss them and I, I <laughs> down there. We gotta uh, we gotta go to Did have you ever met my wife? Never met her. I've heard, yeah, I told I told my wife yesterday that you miss her, and she she had this look. She had like, this look of just dude. not understanding. Does not compute. Yeah, she's like, who? <laughs> <laughs> you never even met my wife, have you? No, no, I haven't. But she sounds lovely. Oh, she's an amazing woman. I mean, without her, we'd be broke right now. So yeah, yeah. Well, kudos for that. All right, Josh. Thanks so much for stopping by. Have a great rest of your day. All right, buddy. I'll see you later. Thanks, yeah.
Well, that is Mr. Producer, Josh. I love Josh. I know everyone, lots of people, lots of longtime listeners and viewers of Conservative Daily Podcast like Josh as well. Um, he, he's, he's a great, a great voice, a great voice. And I really do appreciate all of the help he's given me over the years. This wouldn't be possible. This wouldn't be possible today. Me even coming close to self-producing this podcast without him helping me <laughs> learn how to do this over the years. So again, that's Josh. If you want a link in the description, if you want to hire him to do your ringtone, <laughs> do your smell greeting or anything else, link is in the description. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Max McGuire show. Lots of people in the comment section still accusing me of going after Joe or Conserve Daily. I guess we'll agree to disagree. I'm really not interested in it. I'm not angry at anyone. Like lots of people say I'm just jealous. I'm jealous. Oh, why, why would I be jealous? I mean, just from a factual standpoint, I am a defendant in zero trials. I am not jealous of what Joe's going through. I, I sincerely wish him well, but I, I, am, I am willing to at least talk about issues that I see. And I believe that if Joe is going to reach his potential, he has to make some serious course corrections. He really does. Otherwise, these things are going to continue to pile up on him. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I guess we can agree to disagree. Many people in the comment section. But that is where I'm coming from on this. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Max McGuire Show. If you like it, make sure you subscribe. We go live at usually 1 p.m. Eastern. A little late today because uh, this, is, this was a response in part to what Joe said about me on the show so i had to wait for that to happen before we could go live but usually we are 1 p.m eastern monday through friday that's on rumble you can get the audio version on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify pandora iHeartRadio, tune in podbean audible all those places um if you have an iphone an ipad a macbook please do leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts. we were up there in the rankings and i took a week off to go on vacation with my son and we dropped so i need your help to get back up so the way the easiest way to do that is through a five-star review. So if you haven't already, please do leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. One more time, I'll mention my book is available on Amazon. Link is in the description, and it will soon be on Barnes and Noble as well. Should be today or tomorrow. It's being processed. They're just taking their sweet time. They're blaming COVID. Barnes and Noble says COVID is making it take a long time for them to process new books. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means anymore, but I guess they're gonna cling on to that as long as they Ken, that's going to be it for this edition of the Max McGuire Show. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stamp and fight together. See you tomorrow or later today when I do a bigger deep dive into the abortion case.